Hello, everyone, and welcome back again. It's Bucks UK TV. It's episode 78. I'm joined with David and Mariana, and um, we're going to talk a bit about the last game, but we're probably not going to dwell on it too much. Um, it wasn't the result we think we deserved. It wasn't the result we think we wanted. Mariana, show me a chink of light at the end of the tunnel. Is there anything we can take from this game that we can cling to, or is it a complete reset? Um, Kate Otten is coming along nicely, isn't he? Um, he was good. So, you know, there's a positive. I think we've we've got... In fact, uh, Kate Keith caught a nice, uh, a nice early um, one as well. Uh, we, we actually... Like, Brady actually hit 10 different receivers, um, which is, you know, you, you kind of look at the stats and you think, oh, we, we didn't do much. But uh, in terms of yardage, we were... And, and time of play, we were actually very equal with the Panthers. It's just that the result didn't didn't quite match. But there's still positives. We always stay positive. That's what we are. We're 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 long suffering Bucks fans that can find positives. I think we uh, called it selective amnesia, <laughs> didn't we? Every yeah. Sunday night, Monday morning, we want to slit our wrists, but suddenly by Wednesday, we're going to win the Super Bowl again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, David? You were there, weren't you? So what was it? What was, oh, it, what was. the atmosphere like? Uh, Pre-game, I, I, you know, I was feeling pretty confident. There was a lot of Bucks fans in the stadium. It's so nice to go um, to a visitors visiting team stadium and it to be packed out in red. Um, it was a, a joy to behold pre-game to see the amount of Bucks fans in the stadium. There were lots of empty seats, um, and you know, we really felt well. You know, this is definitely one that we're going to get moving, particularly after the week before. Where again, we really underperformed. And I thought that was probably the wake-up call to actually get them all to pull together. But, you know, to say it didn't happen is it, pretty difficult because, again, as Mariana said, you look at all the stats, actually we were up on the stats, time of possession, passing yardage, no penalties, we didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, everything was there but at, until we got close to the red zone. And then we just had no solution, really. I mean, we can argue about the lack of running in the game and things like that. But overall, actual, there was so much positive that it should have been an easy victory for us. Yeah, and but some of the news the end, I've been hearing, fell is, away. Yeah, I've been hearing, reading some of the articles, and they're, you know, a lot of the articles have got, have got this sort of "I told you so" tone. Like, obviously, Tom Brady's over the hill. You know, clearly he's fallen away. And I think some of those passes would be probably wants back again. But I think Mike Evans probably wants one catch back again. Oh, no. And actually, you look at his stat line. If if he gets that, what was it seventy five odd yard pass? Yeah. If he connects on that for a definite seven points, first of all, we're up a lot earlier in the game. Brady's thrown something like 66, 67% completion rate for well over 300 and something yards, a touchdown and no picks. And actually, that's not a bad day at the office. Yeah, I think, yeah, you I know, mean, as, as you, um, if, if Evans gets that catch, that whole game takes on a different complexion. Mm. I think as the defence is having to to try and, you know, defend no no score, or, you know, it, it, it becomes harder and harder and the frustration builds and then, you know, more mistakes creep in. So I think we kind of almost imploded upon ourselves as the game went on, um, you know, and, and kind of with the pressure of trying to win so hard, made more mistakes out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of yeah. overhype yourself, I think, and then and get into this thing where just nothing is nothing is quite working properly. But as you say, if we're if if Evans catches that first ball, which is which is one that he probably catches nine times out of ten as well. Yeah, I'm not blaming Mike. It's just one of those sort of reflections, I think, on, you know, sort of sliding door moments and how that, mm-hmm. like I'd say, the game would have forked in two different directions, probably around that. As it was, yeah, I, I mean, think... Before the... yeah. So, I mean, before the game, though, you know, I've been to sort of many games and the whole team didn't seem that excited, but there's no buzz, there's no sort of excitement about them. I think they know they're in a bit of a rut. They know they're in a dip. And somewhere along the line, we just need that sudden splash to get us going again. And I think that's just what we're struggling for. And unfortunately, on Sunday, Carolina got that. Um, and we were just searching for it all game and it just wouldn't come. One of the things I did wonder was whether our game plan um, actually changed, particularly on defence, quite late in the week. And that might have actually thrown us a little bit because mm-hmm. we're no doubt planning for you know, a Christian McCaffrey-based mm offense um and and in the end that didn't happen and it and it was a different kind of style of of running to to what McCaffrey would have offered and you know it was a more sort of physical running style that you got out of um Foreman I think than than you'd get out of McCaffrey who would normally sort of do a lot more catching out of the backfield so I wonder if we would game planned or you know, maybe we'd looked at certain things and 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 then late in the week had to change some stuff up as well, which which can always, you know, whereas they they knew who they were playing against. So they they've obviously got maybe a slight advantage in scheming. I don't know. It's it's another thing to to kind of chalk up there. I mean defense is the same where we just need somehow to make that splash play. Um I mean Shaq Barrett seems to have gone missing this season. And but equally, we got to half time nil nil or three nil or whatever it was on the ball. You know, pretty much the defense until really very late in the fourth quarter conceded fourteen points. I don't think away from home you can ask for much more. Really, it does feel like um, Ben, Ben, but don't break, which is what we're used to. Which is yeah, you know, is apart from the aggressive front four, that is Tampa too. It's Ben, but don't break. Yeah, we want sacks and turnovers, but fundamentally, it's about let them march down the field, but stiffen up in the red zone. And it felt like that, by and large, like I said, that was quite effective. Given that again, we talked about injuries in previous podcasts. We know this isn't the the, the twenty-two starters we'd really prefer to have. I think you mentioned David around. You know that 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 flatness and perhaps feeling a little bit lacking in in sort of emotional energy. And again, if you're one to read the social medias, then um, lots of people would you know there'll be gallows at the moment with most of the coaching staff swinging from it. Um, but actually, I think you know. So we've got a personality shift, haven't we? From last year, we had Bruce Arians, who was clearly you know having an aneurysm every half time and a triple bypass at the end of the third quarter. Uh, you know versus Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich, who just have very different personalities to that. They are cool, they are calm, they're collected. Um, they, they don't seem to be, you know, very easily flapped. And I think perhaps some people, you know, think that that maybe isn't what you need. I mean, you know, what, what do you guys think? I mean, is, is that is that a difference maker? Does that reflect on the team? Does it shape their psyche? I mean, I think, so, but I mean, I don't know how much it actually reflects more outside of the team than it does mm. inside of the team. 
I think when you're getting beat, the last thing you want to hear is a coach standing at the podium saying, oh, yeah, we've just got to get better. It's just so infuriating that they don't seem to accept reality or the situation. Show a bit more fire. But actually, that's just how they work the press. You don't know what they're like behind closed doors and in those meeting rooms and whether they're slinging folders across the room. <laughs> I've no idea. I it's don't think true. they do. But, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're playing a press and media game there. That, and I think actually people, fans particularly, would just like to see a bit more, I don't know, passion there. And again, I think in bad, this is just a lack of spark that we have with this team at the minute. And somebody just, everybody just wants to see something. And, you know, it just needs one play. It just needs something to happen, doesn't it? And we're just not doing that. I mean, we're getting all the yardage on offence, but we're not hitting the red zone. Um, you know, there's so many things you say. We, we threw that deep ball to Mike Evans. If he'd have held it, fantastic. And I think we'd have flown away with the game. As it was, he dropped it. But then we didn't go for the deep ball the rest of the game. And that was exactly the same for the previous week. I think everybody's getting frustrated now. They want to see something splash or something happen. I mean, I must admit, personally, I'm, I, I, because I think my own... Um, personalities want to sort of get wound up about the game and get angry and you know the I'm sorry to my next door neighbours on game day but you know I, I think I kind of prefer to see that on the sideline it, it kind of appeals I want to see someone that's showing a bit of emotion and as you say you, you kind of watch Bowles in particular on the sideline and he doesn't he doesn't show anything necessarily he's very much you know straight faced and and just taking it all in, and and I, and I almost want him to scream at someone or, or shout at someone, but I know that's not what he is. And and we knew what he was when, you know, it's it's not like we'd hired in a new coach and we weren't expecting this. We knew what to expect. We've he's been there. Um, he knows all the players. The players all know all the coaches. You know, this is not like in a brand new coaching team, and we're talking about, you know, brand new, new team to the, the. You know, th this is an established coaching team. So, just because one sort of element of it has shifted on, shouldn't mean that we should be sort of saying that everyone should have to be thrown out all of a sudden. I, I don't think it, it changes the dynamic that much. But um, I mean, I think the only difference with Byron Leftwich is that obviously before offense has run a lot more by Bruce Arians, and so people don't know quite how much is him and how much is not him. And, uh, you know, it's a difficult one. I mean, Todd Bowles, they're saying on the media here that um, in practice, everything, Todd Bowles never even speaks to Brady. He never gets involved on offence out on the training field, which is quite interesting, being head coach and ultimately it's his up on the line. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of big questions. I've been watching the TV and everything over here since, well, I've moved back down to Orlando for the Thursday night game. Um, and obviously, everyone wants blood. <laughs> and actually, none of us want that. All we want is uh, a win. I think really, if, if, if um, all of our friends stateside, if you've been following British politics at the moment, believe us, <laughs> pressing the reset <laughs> button is not the answer. Because <laughs> you just enter the merry-go-round of coaches, see, you know, Shiano, comma, Greg. Um, you know, I think we could all we could all appreciate that. 
I will come on to talk about the magic one moments, but just before then, one thing you said, David, about splash plays. It feels oh, you're, you're t- on the offensive side. Yes, we're not necessarily getting in the end zone or struggling in the red zone. On the defensive side, I don't. But I can't remember as many games back to back where we haven't had a pick or a fumble or or, or, or you know, a sort of substantial sort of you know sack for a massive loss that was a momentum shift. It feels like some of those key plays are missing. Yeah, I don't think it's we've had anything really to cheer about since mm. the Indianapolis game. I mean, how long ago what was that? That was week two? Yeah, early on. Three? I mean, you know, we, yeah. we had plenty happening in that game, but since then, defence has uh, been OK. I mean, you know, we've not been turned over by hundreds of points either. Mm. It's, mm. it's just not happened, has it? And, you know, I, I think... It, what got really frustrating was the running game, I think, from Carolina at the weekend. And now they suddenly seem to pick it up and just run around us quite easily when we really needed to make stop. You know, for so long, because mm. it, it was a logical game, we were still in it. We were all the way into the fourth quarter. You know, it was a, it was a one or two score game all the way through. Um, and it's odd, isn't it, Marianne? Because the last side. four or five years, we've been like, fantastic, number one against the run, but number 29 against the pass. And we always thought, God, wouldn't it be better if that was the other way around? And now it kind of almost is. Yeah, apparently, no, it's not better being the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> yeah, as, as you say. Um, I mean, I, I just think some of it's still having, you know, quite a young group on on defence. Um you know, we, we lost a couple of experienced heads with JPP and, and Sue, and there's a lot of people still sort of shouting, oh, please come back, Sue, please come back. You know, and, and so we've got quite a young line at the minute because you're sitting there now with Tryon Shinka only in his second year, and you've got, you know, um, Hall in his, in his first. So you've got, like, two youngsters on, on that line a lot of the time. Vayers, you know, probably the most experienced one on that line now he's the he's that sort of glue holding them together and and he was the one that that came through and made the sack on the day the, the one sack that we did have so um you know i think and and i mean we saw it in the past game as well that the like they exploited zion mccollum out on the on the side they they got him a couple of times you know where he was caught ball watching, and uh, I think the the sort of second touchdown I think it was went over his head. So, you know they they caught him out a couple of times as well. So I think it's it's inexperience in in key places that um, is maybe catching us out. Yeah, and don't think don't forget when they made their big scores for the week. That was after uh, Sean Murphy bunting. I'm sorry, Winfield had gone out. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and obviously, we'd already had SMB out. We had Colton Davis not starting late scratch. So, you know, we were missing a lot of players in that second week. And they haven't been consistent. I had the consistency of players, you know, Mike Edwards has missed games. We haven't, we've tried to jiggle it around and make a new formation. Um, and they've never had time to bed in this season. Hmm. I think actually we'll, we'll, we'll use that as a segue to our magic ones because. What I've been reading is that is that you know it's a it's a really hard one on a short week for someone like Winfield to get out of that con- concussion protocol and to make sure that they're certified, fit, ready, and recovered and match fit to to go again on a short week. Um, so again, Thursday night game means it's Friday one a.m. for us uh, as as Bucks fans to to try to sort of stay up and watch 
watch the, the the Ravens effort. So you know my my kind of um, magic one moment I think is is to keep everyone out of the blue tent um, to try and get people the walking wounded patched up and back again. I mean it, Evans. You know, there were a couple of times where he looked like he tweaked his hammy again, and but he wasn't coming out. There were some great catches by Godwin over the middle, and then he took some vicious hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like, you know, although Brady by and large was almost doing too good a job at throwing it down low to make sure the receivers weren't weren't targets, a couple of times, and obviously, you know, the O line is the O line at this point. So for me, I think it, it's, a, it's 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 an injury wish wand that I'm I'm going to wear to try and get as many players back as possible. I don't think my wand will stretch to Ryan Jensen just yet, but um, we hope, don't we? Mariana, what's your, what, what, do your magic. Um, I think I might just get some glue for the receiver's gloves and hands. <laughs> and stick just, them. Yeah, get, get a bit more stick them on them. Just, just a couple of the catches that, you know, there's a couple that we could have had that through the, as we said, Mike Evans, his drop. I think Godwin missed one as well that was kind of, um, and I think also Otten, I think, missed one that was like on the numbers and kind of bounced off his head. So there's a few of them where it's like Brady has hit them where where he needs to. They've just not caught them. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get them, get them some stickum so that they just they don't drop as many and and we just make those sort of key catches. Gotta be careful because um, Mikey won't be able to put the autograph pen down afterwards. <laughs> Disclaimer: We know it wasn't an autograph. Uh, he was only given a phone number. That's, that's, that's even worse, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but David, you're out there. You're in person. You can you can plant your magic beans wherever you need to now and watch them grow. What's your magic moment? One moment. I want some big deep ball plays early on. I want us to uh, go out there, hit their secondary. Us get downfield and actually get the whole stadium walking. So key plays, but also I guess the pass to set up the run, because I think we've tried, we've worked out that the Bucks trying to run to set up the pass doesn't work. Yeah. So let's try it the other way around. But I, again, the other thing that just has infuriated me probably the last few weeks is the number of short passes we've made, and particularly those that are short with the sticks when we're on third down. You know, not even giving us a chance to make the first down is just. Oh yeah, those rocket really screens out to the receivers drive me crazy. Yeah, I, I just want to see. I just want to see those sort of those plays where you've got like either a wide receiver right out on the edge and picks it up just right by the by the sticks and gets that first down, or you've got a tight end coming across who's literally running across that that sort of first down line and and picks it up. And those are sort of plays that are, are my go-to Madden plays, <laughs> but they work, um, and and they do work in real life as well. You see them with other teams, and you see those plays working. And we, as you say, we seem to instead on third and sort of third and fifth or third and sixth, we go, oh, we'll we'll go sideways and and lose two yards or get two yards and be four yards short or something. So it's just, yeah. Let's let's actually try and pass to the first down marker. All past the sticks, noted. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> we're we're giving them some need... top tips here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to be a bit more daring on uh, those very short yard plays, particularly you know where we were sort of first and goal plus, and we just couldn't run it in. I mean, we've made, we've not made one or two yard plays quite a lot lately, and 
do we need to bring some sort of extra jumbo packaging, bring Worths or someone crazy in to actually <coughs> work as a fallback on so an interesting we just need to do something different. An interesting point actually there is that Brady would normally do a quarterback snake quite often on, on a sort of fourth and inches, fourth and one fourth and inches. And he's not done a single quarterback snake this year, has he? I think we've done one. And there was no push from Hainsey. We think he went backwards. Yeah, because I'm I'm so used to it, and I think yeah. we've had another one this this week. And I was kind of expecting it, and and instead we kind of, you know, went backwards to Fournette, who was you know already four yards behind the line trying to get to get through. So I'm just I'm surprised that Brady isn't isn't going for those those quarterback sneaks because we know he can get them. We know that's that's one of those things that he has pretty much mastered. And I'm I'm just quite surprised that he's not gone for any really this season. Well our line, I think when they're playing at the minute, they can hold, but they can't push forward. They can sort of hold the game line. I mean the Deppy and Leverett, wasn't it, came in. Both of them actually didn't do that bad when you actually look at the plays and the stats. But they can they can hold, but they can't move forward. That's Which is fine for pass really protection, is. but it's that run blocking. Don't expect them to yeah. bulldoze anyone. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've been slaughtered the last few weeks, but Brady got sacked once, didn't they? And that was Donovan mm-hmm. Smith. Mm-hmm. Again, they, they did enough of a job. And, you know, being there, Brady had plenty of time in the pocket. He mm-hmm. didn't get rushed an awful lot of the weekend again. So, you know, you can't put that one on them. It's just something, that final 10%. So normally at this point we would come over to our members' views. However, honesty is the best policy. We don't really want to share our members' views this week because uh, most of the words probably wouldn't be able to go on the screen. So instead, we've taken a a leaf out of a programme we over have over here that you might have seen on PBS, Have I Got News For You, um, which is our sort of political satire uh, TV show. Obviously, at the moment, politics is satirising itself. So we've come up with Have I Got Bucks News For You, where we've got some headlines uh, and I've blanked out certain bits of details for those headlines. Uh, and Mariana and David are going to try and work out what the story really is. Um, and we'll see how that works. So then, our first headline for you both to try and decipher. I've never... Something Tom Brady. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What has Tom Brady never done, do you think? Well, I actually think uh, it's this is not actually Tom Brady that's, ah. that's done it. I think I think this is uh, this is maybe Scotty Miller, mm-hmm. and he's saying I've never dropped so many passes from Tom Brady. Says Scotty Miller of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah, uh, yeah. no. There was one that went flying over his head at the weekend, wasn't there? Like, Scotty's never going to get that big, even with springs on his feet. I mean, it, it's fair to say if it goes, uh, you know, the sort of height of of an Evans catch, Scotty Miller's probably not going to make it. Uh, what were you going to say, David? Uh, just seeing it out, I don't know. Well, I've never missed wrong so much. Tom Brady thinks <laughs> <laughs> for him to come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a, a very, very good one. I was going to, I was going to try and put slightly, be a bit risky. I was like, I've never, I've never given my autograph to a referee. Um, <laughs> The Tom Brady, uh, jealous of Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Actually, I've never quit on anything in my life. Tom Brady reaffirms his commitment to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what we like to hear. Next up, then, 
uh, from NFL.com. NFL's Week 7 worst losses. Buccaneers and Packers continue to... Oh, this is an easy one. <laughs> this this is great, but again, it might be a bit niche because it, it goes with the UK political scene. Buccaneers and Packers continue to uh, fall like the pound after a Liz Truss budget. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm hoping it's not continue to come over to Europe and lose because I'm, I'm now starting to focus ahead on Munich. Um, and I've, admittedly, now I think we've now we've worked out which beer hall we're going to. I probably won't be able to remember the game again, but I'm really hoping uh, we can pull something out of the bag. What do you think, David? Buccaneers and Packers continue to fool everyone as they head to the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> I like it. That's nice. There was a graphic they put up on NFL Network the other day that compared and contrasted the four um, cha- NFC Championship teams, uh, sorry, divisional round teams from uh, from last year. Everyone's struggling. You know, the Rams, the Packers, uh, us, 49ers. It's it's this this is this is parity. This is what the NFL want. So the actual answer. You look- continue to spiral. <laughs> I mean, you look at the the comparison, particularly against Brady and Waters this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Todd Bowles says something after the loss to the Panthers. Or maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. Just Todd Bowles says something. After the <laughs> yeah, loss Todd Bowles says something. No. <laughs> Todd Bowles says at least the weather's better than New York after the loss to the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Maybe maybe he's starting to get his P forty five sorted out. Then um, thinking about where he might want to go. Yeah. Bo says, oh, "I thought I was still coaching the Jets." <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, isn't it? I was I was going to say, "I might but Todd Bo says, "Sorry," after a lot of the Panthers. I think. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are in a dark place after the loss of the Panthers. That's probably the uh, the home team changing room, I think, from Raymond James, isn't it? When you do the tour, they always take you in and go, look at this changing room, isn't it dingy? Do you think this is the home or away team? And you go, because it's publicly funded, this is the home team changing room. Not anymore. Not As they changed the it. Oh, it's fantastic now. Oh, that's yeah, good. It is yeah, glorious. That, that one yeah. that they're talking about is now now the away team one. Quite right, too. <laughs> that's good. The, yeah. the dirty dingy one. Um, so I apologise in advance if there's any miners watching this, but the Buccaneers wiped off sack was like a. What do you think? What What do you think the uh, the Buccaneers wiped off sack was like? Buccaneers uh, found a, a brown sticky substance wiped <laughs> off a sack was like a run up the gut on first down. <laughs> Yeah, we do like we do like and third and one seems to be our new favourite as well, doesn't it, for the uh the up the gut play. I like that. David, I've never thought I'd say this to you. <laughs> Have you got anything for a wiped off sack? Oh. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> um oh, I don't know, I haven't seen these in advance. Oh, okay. Well the actual answer is Buccaneers QB Tom Brady. Grady Jarrett's wiped off sack was like a long, unwelcome hug. So this is from a few weeks ago. I cheated a little bit and went back in time. Uh, this is from the whole sort of roughing the passer and sacks and things. So, yeah. So that was uh, Have I Got Buccaneers News for You. Again, as, as the great Bill would say, we're on to Baltimore. 
Um, that's our priority now looking ahead. Um, now, traditionally, we'd have all been talking about Lamar Jackson this, Lamar Jackson that, but Baltimore again, probably not not the team that people thought we were going to be seeing. Mariana, what, what do we need to worry about for Baltimore? Um, it's hard to know because they've also been hit with a few injuries. Hmm. Uh, as you say, Lamar Jackson has kind of been off his, his game a little bit. Um, I saw them play, uh, funnily enough, the Giants a couple of weeks ago. So um, I, I got to see them, them play a little bit. They were very much a first-half team. So that gives me some hope if we're trailing at the half um, that, that they, they seem to play well. If you look at their, their stats, I think they've lost four or five that they were trailing that they were leading in the yeah. first half and then they they end up losing by the second so there's there's something a bit like they come out after half time a bit flat maybe or something um they have just got Gus Edwards back haven't they in the run game yeah uh, he had quite a good game last week i believe so there there we go again let's uh, let's try and shore up against the run game I think I've actually got quite a good run game. So you're looking Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Kenyon Drake, and of course Lamar Jackson is arguably counts as a running back yeah. as well. Yeah, I think you still have to worry about about Lamar Jackson. Um, and the one, the other one that I'd say um, is, although I, I think he's listed as questionable, but obviously they've got a very good tight end in in Mark Andrews. He's he's quite a you know quality uh, tight end. And we struggled against um, Kansas City and Kelsey. We seemed to just forget that Kelsey was on the field against Kansas and, you know, he's wearing bright yellow gloves and bright yellow <laughs> shoes and we just keep, you know, he just seemed to pop up and keep. So I, I want us to defend the tight end, please. <laughs> so David, you're yeah, going to be mean... there. Who are you most worried about? I Well... The easiest thing for us to win this game is keep them off the field. And I think, you know, I'm not so much worried about them. Yeah, Lamar, do we spy him with Devin Wright or whatever? But actually, I think it's up to us to just take control of the game. I think that is a, the amount of teams that aren't firing this season and Baltimore, one of those there, up and down all over the place. And I, I, I really, we can't look at the opposition and keep worrying about them. We've got to actually man up and go and win this ourselves um, I think so, there, yeah, there is cause... one player worth mentioning with um, uh, a late a late newcomer a late comer to the team but maybe not to the sport five tackles one sack uh, there is Jason Pierre-Paul that's going to be facing up against mm. the Bucks. I think he might have something to prove yeah without a doubt um, yeah it was a bit of a shame I mean he's sort of play, he's played a lot with injuries the last few mm. years and uh, but uh, he obviously feels aggrieved that he wasn't kept back. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll definitely be wanting to do something. Yeah, to be fair, I, in, in the Giants game that I saw him, he I did. I mean, he was on the field. I didn't hear his name called, hmm. um, which is kind of where he'd got with us or where he was kind of heading with us, I guess, with the injuries and stuff. So I didn't actually think that he did that much, but as you say, maybe with the extra sort of, oh, I'm fired up because I'm playing the team that, that let me go, there might be something extra there. Yeah, it's it's not the same as the Bucks where you had sort of JPP off one end and Shaq off the other. It feels like it's a much more even 
pass rush, which I think, you know, on any given game, I think one of the players, you know, can step up. Um, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to butcher the name, but Adafe Owe, I know, has, um, has had some good games at the at the rush position as well. Calais Campbell, I know, as well. That they're names that you we, we we sometimes hear of. This isn't the team we tend to see a lot, of course, because of the the way the divisional alignments work out. So it's not someone we're used to playing. And over the years, we've not we've not had many games against them. David, are you are you sort of um, expecting the crowd to be a factor? Yeah, positively or negatively. Say so if we don't get up early, then I think it could turn quite nasty. But I think if we get a couple of early scores, then I think it could be a fantastic night at Wayne James. I mean, you know, as bad or as disappointing as we've been in the last few weeks, we're still on top of the division. Um, it is still there to play for. So, you know, let's not get too downhearted yet. Let's, you know, try and turn this season around. It's just again frustrating that we've lost two out of three home games as well. Um, we really don't want to lose another one. And remember, as excited as we are that the Bucks are coming to Munich, we we are very very happy that Tampa's a sellout, the season tickets, the holders are selling out. We want the fortress, you know, the Ray J to be the fortress that people are scared to come into. Um, and actually, with the new seating down at the in the end zone, it feels like it's a much fuller, a uh, fuller stadium, a fuller bowl. Mm. I noticed with the, with the Carolina game again, there were lots of empty seats knocking around the place, and I think some of that saps the energy out of the game a little bit as well. But I guess so. You say, as you said, I think it was David. You know, this is a, this isn't a game for Baltimore to win. It's for the Bucks to, to just perform and and do what they need to do. Kind of, what are the one or two keys to the game, or the one or two key players um, for the Bucks that you're thinking of? I mean, the the obvious one is Tom Brady. Um, I think, yeah. you know, Mariana, you were very kind and sort of the receivers need a bit of stickum. But I think we need maybe to strap one of those laser pointers to uh, to Tom Brady's head just to make sure he can hone in a little bit. Um, because I think he obviously he's got lots going on, but he's still he's still the goat. And do you know what, Jameis or any other previous quarterback, I still wouldn't swap them in. Yeah, I, he did he did miss a couple of kind of open receivers. I felt mm. like that he might not have done in previous games, but as you say, he's still the probably the best at his position. You know, and and I, I would still prefer to have him playing as our quarterback than currently the guys that we've got um following up as as you know Gabbert will will be a dependable backup but he will be a backup if he is forced to play um the person I'd actually like to see maybe get a bit more playtime is uh Net Leverett who came in and he was swapping yeah. in for Gadecki and he just seemed to to get a few more, you know, he, he seemed to block better when he was on. Um, I think Richard White's one good run came while Leverett was was blocking. Um, he kind of made a nice gap. So um, it, it kind of and did Gadecki's, show up. Gadecki struggled in the game. He's got an ankle injury. He left the game with, on a, with a boot on. So, you know, they're still thinking he'll be okay to play, but... They're definitely going to share time this week. Yeah, so I'm hoping that that maybe Leverett gets a chance to have a have a go, and 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 maybe maybe we see something more in the run game. Maybe I mean, if Gudecki's out and Leverett's in, I'm looking at the Bucks depth chart. The only other people after that are Brandon Walton and Fred Johnson at tackles. So it's a very thin line. We can't. I think we can't allow anyone else to go down, or we're going to be pulling them off the street. 
I did hear on the forum last week, David, I don't know if you noticed, that were there were calls for if David's in the stadium, give that man some pads, get him on the line. Uh, well, might be an option. <laughs> <laughs> You'll play for league minimum, won't you? Yeah, without a doubt. I'll definitely get him going in the dressing room. <laughs> but your keys, who do you think it's going to come down to? I think, you know, the normal Evans and Godwin, we've got to see them make plays further down the field. And also, sooner or later, we've, we've got to um, let a scooter loose. I mean, he's, he's uniformed up every week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where is that Scotty Miller of two seasons ago? Feels like the ghost of Rojo. It's like he's back in the doghouse somehow or being benched in some sort of, you know, punished for something. I mean, they made a decision to keep him, didn't they, and let Tom mm-hmm. Johnson go. And yet he's just not been given a chance or he's not been out there and particularly deep, you know, he's had a, again, a, f- a few targets short, um, but you, we want to get him down the field. I suppose the other great mysteries are what's the point of Carl Rudolph at the minute? Huge <laughs> tight end and not given a play. Uh, you know, He got involved like early, that, didn't he? he? The, the commentators yeah. were barking with amusement and enjoyment that he was getting involved in, in the game early, but he sort of faded away a bit, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we have a Tom Hoped he was the replacement for Gronk, and it hasn't happened like that. Thankfully, you know, the other two new times you've got have done it. But uh, mm. I think there's so many players that are really we're just not giving a chance to at the minute. So it's put your money where your mouth is time. I personally think this game is incredibly hard to call at the moment. It's It's almost like you're trying to work out do you want Rishi or do you want Boris back? Rock and a hard place. Um, someone's going to win. I don't think this is going to be a tie. Um, if it is, it's going to be three all. Um, I think this is going to be a low scoring game, but I do think our defence is, is going to come back. I'm predicting something brave like 13-3, I think, to the Bucks. I still, and I think this is the kickstart that we need. Um, I do think we're going to come over 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 the season and uh, do well against Seattle. Um, and I think actually this this is the hopefully the softer part of the schedule that we looked at and we all thought actually we've got a good shot here if we can come out of the first four. I don't think that's changed. We're still first in the division. Um, you know, all you can do is per- play the person against you each Sunday and hopefully get a win. Mariana. Um, ever the eternal optimist, I'm I'm going to say that we're going to we're going to win this. I I don't know. It's as you say, it feels like it's hard to call, and I think that. Sensibly, my money should probably be on Baltimore, but I, I go with my heart and I say we win this. Um, and maybe you know, maybe Brady just for whatever reason he's just going to play out of his skin, and everything's just going to work. And I'm going to I'm going to go crazy. I think we we win this unexpectedly by a big score, and it's going to be I don't know, thirty eight to three. Oh, wake up, Mariana. It's time to go to work. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I need to have a, a peak moment in my life. I think, well, if, if we get up early, as you said, I think anything's possible. Um, so exciting door moments. Mike Evans hauls in that catch and some, some good things happen. Yeah. David, so you, you, yeah. you've, got, you've got the high and the low. Are you going to go somewhere <laughs> in the middle, presumably? No, I mean, I was very much along the lines of Mariana, uh, head of the heart. 
Um, yeah, I'm not even going to mention where my head thinks, <laughs> but I think this is going to be 38-17 to the Bucks. Okay, interesting. So high scoring affair, say two thirds of Bucks UK <laughs> online tonight. Um, <laughs> tell us what you think uh, in the comments below. Uh, be sure to subscribe, hit that like. Uh, we also offer our thanks to Bucks Report uh, for their support. Uh, we will be back next week um, where I will be lording it over Mariana and Dave for getting the score prediction <laughs> correct. Um, but in the meantime, uh, thank you for watching. We'll see you soon. And of course, we end with Go Bucks! Go Bucks! Go Bucks! <laughs>